Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. Manifesting is getting a handle on your true belief system and investigating that and then rearranging some of those beliefs so that they work in your favor rather than against you. And my particular way of doing that is with tapping, but I believe also it's an energy process and I'm an energy worker really. And so there's many, many things you can do to match the frequency, match the energy of what you want in your life. And really that's about feelings. So if you feel good, you're manifesting in the way that you want to manifest. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. This week we have the gorgeous Poppy Delbridge once again on the podcast. She came on last year, I believe, and she was talking all about tapping, emotional freedom technique, and it was just such a beautiful episode. We have such a synergy and a connection. I really wanted her to come back on and talk about manifesting. Manifesting is really about making your dreams come true. It's about living the way you want to live at a really deep soul level. And I know for many of us, we have certain blocks when it comes to manifesting. And Poppy just helps us through that in such a easy and digestible way. And I just wanted to remind you guys that this Saturday, the 27th of November, I am going to be doing a two hour Zoom workshop. Now I haven't done one of those for at least a year now, and it's going to be face yoga, but with a, a bit of a twist. So it's going to be working through each of the chakras or energy wheels or energy centers in the body. We're going to be balancing and aligning these chakras, which is great for manifesting by the way, but also really good just for helping with our health and our wellness in general. We're going to be using visualizations, breath work, affirmations, meditations, but we're also going to be doing face yoga poses, which relate to each of those chakras. So such, such an exciting workshop. It is £55. If you can't make the two hours, don't worry. You can still book and we'll just send you the recording 48 hours after. And then you have the recording for as long as you like. And also, if you do join the workshop, you will also get sent a recording. So you have that to use and watch and enjoy as many times as you want. So I will make sure that the link for this is in the show notes. And let's get into this week's episode with the gorgeous Poppy. Poppy, a warm welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you doing today? 
I'm great, Danielle. It's good to be here again on your podcast. I know. Second time round. We've done Insta Lives together and everything. So it's becoming a bit of a regular thing, which I love. Yeah, me too. So today we're going to talk all things manifesting. And I know you are the manifesting queen. (laughs) I was reading through your lovely new website, by the way. It's looking gorgeous. So I was looking through all that yesterday And I was just thinking, you are such a superstar when it comes to manifesting. So I want you to, today, just share all your secrets and your tricks with all of my listeners, because I know you've got just so much to share with us all. Yeah. Once you get me started on manifesting, there is no stopping me. Yeah. Well, let's start at the beginning, baby. (laughs) What do you define manifesting as? Hmm. Well, I've been manifesting quite purposefully for most of my life, and I'm knocking on the doors of four decades. Mm -hmm. And I was brought up by manifestors, let's say. And for me, manifesting, definition of it is much more than what you may have heard about law of attraction, which is, you know, like attracts like. Or if you think something, it's more likely to occur in your life. My definition of manifesting actually goes with my work in tapping. And that really is that you can have what you want in your life and you can feel the way you want to feel in your life. But that also requires us to go a little deeper and look at the power of the mind and look at the subconscious beliefs that we have because our subconscious mind is really the driver and the creator of everything that we do in terms of action and our actions do create our reality and therefore if we can look around our reality and go i like that or i don't like that you can work backwards and you can look at the behaviors the habits the actions that we take But also then you go back a little further and you look at your feelings, your emotions, and then, of course, your thoughts. But for me, manifesting is getting a handle on your true belief system and investigating that and then rearranging some of those beliefs so that they work in your favor rather than against you. And my particular way of doing that is with tapping. But I believe also it's an energy process and I'm an energy worker really and so there's many many things you can do to match the frequency match the energy of what you want in your life and really that's about feelings so if you feel good you're manifesting in the way that you want to manifest absolutely I agree and what I'm really interested in about what you said there was how you were brought up by manifestors and actually to me that's amazing because so many times I hear people's stories that they came from a background even if perhaps they had money or they had abundance and it's not all about money it's abundance in many areas with health with happiness with love all of it but they had a lot of blocks and limiting beliefs and I love to actually hear the story from someone who is able to say I grew up with manifestors and therefore it was innate within me so tell me a little bit more about that yeah yeah it's funny because I didn't really have that point at which I went this catastrophe happened in my life and then I started it I had a reminder 
through a catastrophe because that's how our human existence, I think, is nudged into change. But yeah, since I was very small, I was the little girl, you know, six, seven, eight, kind of writing affirmations on on little bits of paper. And I was doing mirror work when I was about eight or nine. You know, I was into metaphysics and sort of spiritual world, but I was also really interested in kind of your mind and mindset. Yeah, the reason I got into it was because I was raised by my mum and dad. And my dad was really my main kind of teacher, I would say, in this, because he lived and breathed what now I teach and also some of the techniques that I use. And he had a very serious cancer. He had a very serious cancer when he was very young, was a very good manifester, and had managed to build up a really successful business when he was really young. Didn't come from anything, put his mind to it, made it happen, and was doing really well. And then the cancer struck him. Now, I won't go into kind of detail about it, but what really that meant was that he didn't have very many days to live. Didn't have very many days to live diagnostically. And what he did instead was to try and work on his mindset because that's all he had. You know, he did work on his body and nutrition, but the mind was where I was taught throughout my life that there was far more power in it than we're told. And so that rebellion that he had began in the mind and I saw the physical effects of that with his cancer not growing staying as it is for many 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 years when every day was really a miracle he shouldn't have really been alive let alone being happy thriving having this kind of really amazing attitude in life and so I couldn't ignore that. That was just something you just cannot ignore. And I had the benefit of that, even though people go, oh, that must have been really hard. Yes, at times. But really, I look back at it as like, wow, I was given that privilege of seeing that I could then believe really fully that we do have power if we look into the way that our consciousness works, the many layers of our consciousness, how we can use mindset and not the word mindset that's banded around now, but how we really can look at the layers of our consciousness and what we accept to be true or not within our life and what we think of the world and what we think of ourselves. And from what I learned is that you can play with that. You're not stuck ever. We're just choosing the same thing over and over again based on experience. So you, you have the ability to change. So I was brought up with that, believing I could do whatever I wanted in life. I believed fully that anything was possible. And it was possible. And I did see the effects of that. And so I was manifesting loads of success really early, you know, and I did things that perhaps were told by, you know, people say, oh, what are you doing? You know, I had a baby at university. I still got my first. I then went into this crazy media career knowing nobody and managed to work my way up and did things really early. I was like the youngest this, youngest that. And, um, yeah, I worked, you know, I worked hard and I took action, but I also think there was just this other thing going on, which was my belief system. And then I got obsessed with, well, okay, if I did that and that was based on my beliefs, coupled with some good strategies, how can I do that in every area of my life? 
And then it took me longer in some areas because some areas, <laughs> you know, Achilles heel. But then the overriding thing was that you can do this. So then that's what I do now of my whole life. And I changed my career and everything to, to do this and help people do this. That's amazing. And I'm super interested to know how you've now brought that into your role as a mother. Your son's almost 18 now, like you said, you had him when you're at university. So how have you raised him with the mindset of manifesting? Because I, in a moment, I want to take it all the way back to the beginning and sort of for people who maybe haven't grown up with that manifesting mindset and what steps we can take. But before we get there, I'd love to know how you put that in place as a mother. Mm, yes. <sighs> Good question. Well, I decided to, but let me start with where I decided to be a mother. So I did decide to be a mother. I got Married when I was very young, I was 18. Wow. And yeah, I look back and think, my goodness me, my son's only 18. What was I playing at? <laughs> How did people allow me to? <laughs> I wanted to do that. So, you know, yeah. there we go. We could say I manifested that. And then um, wanted to have our son and kind of started trying because uh, some people in my family took a long time. First time, boom. So that was great and exciting then I thought well here we go you know my son is here now with me all you know it grounded me and was just like the best thing and so he a bit like me couldn't really avoid the way I suppose that I lived because manifesting is really just the way you live you manifest positively but you can manifest negatively and that's the un, sort of unspoken thing, I think, in the in the latest craze for manifesting. You know, it's almost like you, the impression I get sometimes is that people can kind of only do it to get things, you know, like money and things. And you can, and I have done that. Actually, that's a great byproduct of it, right? And I do a lot with money and unlocking money for people. But manifesting is just a way of life. So I think my son saw that I was sort of setting my mind to things and doing different practices and sort of weirdo techniques but at the same time I think he just sort of saw and I hope he sees that you know things are possible for him too so I think with children you can do manifesting techniques you know you can tap with them and you can work through mindset work and different energy practices with them but I found that if I told him what to do, he didn't really want to do it, as you know. <laughs> no. like, yeah, whatever, mum. Weird. Uh, <laughs> when I said to him, I did have a few tactics, though. I did say to him, for example, you know, for example, he wanted a bike. This is a good example, actually. He wanted a bike for one birthday, and he wanted a really nice bike. I can't remember what they're called, but he wanted, like, a big mountain bike. And I said... And this is what I used to do, mean really, but it was only to teach him how to do it. I said, well, you know, go manifest it. And he'd be like, oh, okay, how do I do that? Um, and I used to do the same for every decision. I used to say, go and research it and come back to me and give me, you know, reasons why you, you think that would be good for you. And then he'd go away. So he was used to doing that kind of thing. And then so I, I applied that to the manifesting stuff for him. And then he would go, okay, all right. So I'd go, you know, I'd give him some techniques. Some of those I lay out now and processes I 
teach, but he would go away, do it, he'd come back. And then he'd start to notice synchronicities and that kind of thing. And then the outcome for that was that his friend, he found out that his best friend's dad owned a bike company, really cool bike company. And the best friend's dad said, do you know what? You've been a really good friend to my son and you're a nice boy. And what about we do a deal for you? And so it ended up that then he ended up part exchanging this bike and then he got a deal and then he offered to work in the shop. And it just became this thing where he suddenly had manifested this bike pretty much for free. And he was like, oh, cool, you know. <laughs> and then I think he kind of thought, oh, there's something in it. There's something in it. You know, once people experience it, a bit like tapping, yeah. a bit like face yoga, right? Once they experience it or they see the effects, it's like, oh, yeah, this is actually good. I'm going to do a bit more. Love that. So if anyone listening is thinking, Poppy, this all sounds great, but how do I get started? Perhaps someone listening, there is something specific they want to manifest in their life. Maybe it is better health. Maybe it's a thing. Like we said, it's not not all about the thing or the money, but maybe it is a thing and the money because that's all okay too. You know, it's all just energy. Maybe it's an experience. Maybe it's a partner. And they've got that specific thing in their mind, but it's starting to prove itself a little bit difficult. Maybe they're thinking, okay, so, you know, I've written down, I want it. I visualized, I want it, but it's still not happening. Tell us what we should be doing because I'm pretty much going to guess what your answer is. <laughs> but I'd love for you to just take us through that. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're trying to manifest and it's not happening for you, there's a few things that I could say. The word trying indicates Mm -hmm. that there is the existence of the belief that it's not possible for you. So my version of manifestation is more clinical, really, and I do use quite a lot of researched processes and techniques so that you can start to feel that whatever you want is possible for you it comes down to possibility hence the name of my company really house of possibility (laughs) it's like it's all about possibility how do you increase that when you do and you see there are infinite possibilities you know and that involves different parts of learning i think it can get a little new sciencey interesting but to go basic with this you know yeah my answer is going to be get tapping because tapping is the way that you can change your belief about something being possible for you and there are many ways in which that disbelief of something being possible can affect and hinder your manifesting because that is really to do with the way you feel about yourself your potential the emotions that you carry the energy that you have in emit as a person is a combination of all of those emotions. And so emotional attachments to things and memories and beliefs and all the stuff that happens to us just as humans is something that we carry around without knowing that actually that is the block in the way of our true state, our true abundant state, which is to manifest. So for me, the first thing to always say is please do tapping. My tapping is obviously rooted around manifesting. So it is different. Rapid tapping is about how do you manifest? And this is how you use it slightly differently around energy. 
and emotions, but that is the way that I've seen people accelerate their manifesting. Yes, it's so good. And I think what the key part of that for me is you're really starting to work with that deconditioning. You're starting to work with releasing those blocks. I think that old new age model, as I call it, you know, things like the secret are all about, you see it in your mind, you write down what you want, and then you wait for it to come. Now there's something missing in there because unless we're starting to understand what mindset blocks we have and let's face it we all have them on certain areas of our lives if not with all areas of our lives but I know for me personally starting to go through the process of doing that messy work that uncomfortable work really understanding what inner beliefs what subconscious beliefs I have that are holding me back has been the most powerful work I have done and it's almost like peeling away layers of the onion just when you think okay so I've dealt with that guess what there's another block that comes up and there's another thing you have to work through and what I love about what you're sharing and actually the other podcast episode that we did which I would definitely say to anyone listening that hasn't already listened to that talks a lot more detail about rapid tapping emotional freedom techniques exactly how that works and how you can start doing that but definitely tapping is a very quick way of just starting to release some of those blocks and understanding maybe thoughts or emotions or feelings that we have related to things. And sometimes it could be quite a surprise as well, because I often hear people say, well, I'm manifesting this, or I want this to happen, and I believe this about it, and I think that. But actually, when they start doing something like tapping, there's things that come up that are like, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize I had that thought about it. And it could be the tiniest little thing that maybe you heard when you were seven years old in the playground that has then gone somewhere deep, deep in your subconscious and then feeding through into everything you're doing day to day. So I think if you can just get yourself into that place where you're happy to get a little bit uncomfortable and to deal with things that maybe don't feel good, because manifesting isn't always about just feeling good. And that's what we're often taught through those sort of old new age models. Let's just feel good all the time. If we're positive all the time, we're only in a place of good feeling and gratitude, we get what we want. But actually that isn't completely true. It's partly true, but it's not completely true. Mm, yeah, it's true if your belief system matches the energy of what you want. Spot on. It's not true if you don't have that. And that is why manifesting and the secret has really amazing results and then absolutely zero results or nothing or worse because people are not told the actual psychology behind the way they're mind works the neuroscience behind it and anything about how the universe works on a particle level and so that's what i try to make as clear as i can with it so that actually your results are consistent fast and then it becomes sustaining because you can you know i often see people come to me and say yeah i can manifest really well i did this for years i could manifest for example people manifest that manifest but then sustaining that, I was like, what is going on with this? Like, and so that was one of my things. And I do all my own work because you have to. And like you were saying, it's like onion layers. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They come and they come. 
But when you go, ah, right, that's just a little imbalance in that part of my life. I call them zones of life. And you, you pay particular focus to them at different times. Great. Then you can actually, you can actually sort it and you can then get results. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And actually, you know, on the point that I made, there's nothing wrong with books like Rhonda Byrne's Secret and The Greatest Secret, which is a new one. Actually, I've really enjoyed those. And I think the book The Secret was what started me on my manifesting journey. So, you know, just wanted to make that point there. But definitely use that alongside other techniques such as tapping makes a big, big difference. So just try and bring your your inner work from lots of different areas. You know, that's the other thing as well. You can sort of delve into lots of different books and lots of different techniques and sort of bring together your own sort of super manifesting rituals, really, which, which I love. And talking about rituals, is there any rituals which you personally do every day, which you feel are key to your manifesting? manifesting mm. well for this I see it more like a sometimes I say right I do get asked this quite a bit and I have had times in my life when I will be very ritualistic about it and if someone's starting to get really advanced in manifesting I will say 100% yes try and create that time because that conditions your behaviors we know from psychology that actually works but in if for me no and the reason why I don't do that is because I feel like it's a bit like when and I should find out who this is because I say it a lot and always half say it <laughs> but there is, there is I think I feel like it's Mother Teresa or it could be Maya Angelou but one of those amazing women was asked you know, how often do they pray? And they said, well, my life is a living prayer. It doesn't go on and off, is basically what they're saying. And I kind of feel the same. So I've, I, I'm in a place where I try and just follow the energy of what is going on. I, I read energy. That is what I do with people. And I can read emotions. So I do it with me. And I do it with what's happening with my career or and I follow the energy. So sometimes that means that a rigid routine isn't right. And sometimes I have people doing the same. They're trying to do a rigid routine, but it's not working. Then they get in a little spiral. And then it's like, you might need to do that sometimes, but sometimes you might not. And that also depends on loads of factors. So for me, I will always make sure in answer to your question that I have done certain things that support me. and they are things like having silence. I'm big on silence, but I'm also really big on music. So I'll also do things <laughs> like, I still have to pick, do the school run. Oh, can't wait for that stops. But, um, <laughs> not, long now, not long now, not long now. You've done 18 years of it, you've done oh, well. I'm ready, I'm ready for that. Yeah, but um, I, when I'm in that car, I think, right, I want to use this time. So I think sometimes if you're busy, you go, right, I'm going to productively use this time to get behind the energy of something that I'm, that I'm feeling. So I will use that and I will put on music. I, I, I really respond to music when I'm manifesting different beats and different things, hertz, frequencies, all of this. I'm really into frequency. And so I will do that. So I will make sure that I use that and I will kind of zone, get in the zone, 
you know, in the flow. And then I will give myself periods of focus. That's important because what you focus on expands. So pay attention to what you're focusing on. Love that. Amazing. Do you know in human design what you are? Do you know much about yeah. human design? What yeah. are you? I'm a manifesting generator. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Well, I'm like... Of course you are. <laughs> well, much to my surprise, for years and years, because I didn't know my birth time for years, yeah. for years I thought that I was a projector because everything just spoke to me about being a projector. And then I found out I was a generator. I was like, how am I a generator? Like, it just didn't sit with me but the more I then went into my chart and realized like I'm in a five one with a sacral authority and all of that that started to make way more sense to me which was super interesting and do you know your sun moon and rising sign yes I do so uh, my sun is Libra mm-hmm. my rising is Aries and my moon is Capricorn love so you have a real combination there yeah so it's like i can see so my aries is very much like the power go for it initiating boom let's go part of me that's probably what most people see of me i think yeah and then the libra is more like you know i like things to be nice i like diplomacy i like fairness i like beauty i like nice things and you know, I suppose in a way, a lot of my stuff is sort of lux kind of self-development, isn't it? I'm trying to do that because I feel there's a gap in that. It's like, we should be feeling lux about this. That's yeah. pretty That's my I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the Capricorn bit keeps me grounded because that makes me work. You know, it makes me work. It makes me about my home. It makes me kind of, you know, I'm quite loyal to, like, things that I make decisions about, people that I'm, I'm like, so I think... I'm happy with my trio. Yeah. yeah. What are you? Good trio. I'm a Pisces sun and then I'm double Aquarius. Oh. So <laughs> I'm water and plus of air. Yeah. That's why we get on. Yeah. So yeah. I had um, an astrologer came on, um, Deborah Silverman, and she was great. And yeah. she did my chart for me. But she was saying our sun sign is almost like our ego. It's not what people see on the outside. It's the us that we put forward in day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. She's saying our moon sign is who we are sort of behind closed doors at night time. Yeah. And she was saying our rising sign is who we are at a soul level. Mm-hmm. So really really at that deep deep level that's who we are and I found that really interesting but yeah definitely I am lots and lots of air she was doing my chart she was like you are so much air with a little bit of water like barely any fire and no earth at all (laughs) I had like no earth at all so it was just yeah Mm -hmm. I love all of this I mean have you do you know Francesca Oddi have you heard of her work only on Instagram yeah not she should come on your podcast. She's okay. incredible. And actually, she I'm her coach, actually. And I'm not just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> She's heart. got a good coach. No, 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 no. Yeah. But she, um, she's fabulous because she knows it so technically. Yeah. And it really opened my eyes to how you can start to use it for so many things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's, it's so fun. interesting. I feel like we could talk for hours, but I know we have to yes. finish the podcast. I have to go and be a parent helper at my <laughs> five-year-old school trip this afternoon. <laughs> so that's what I'm off to do. And I know you've got <laughs> to go and do things as yeah. well. So um, we will 
say goodbye. But before we do, I would love you just to briefly share about your new project that you're doing at the moment, which links beautifully to everything we've just been talking about with manifesting. Yes, thank you. So I have a process really that I've used with everyone from kind of businesses, quite big businesses and creative media places, Fortune 100 companies and their leaders. And now I'm doing it with cohorts. And I've been doing that every year. It's called Pivot into Power. And it takes you through the seven Ds of manifesting using the techniques we've been talking about. So we've just finished one. And then the wait list is just open for the next one. And I might be doing it a little earlier this year and doing something fun with it. So if anyone wants to do more, best place is to go to my website or Rapid Tapping and have a look on the link in the bio there. Amazing. And we'll put all your links in the show notes as well. So everyone can check out your website, your Instagram and everything else you do. Poppy, thank you so much for being a guest once again on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. It's always a pleasure chatting to you. Oh, thanks for having me. Me too. I love chatting to you. Thanks, Danielle. Thank you. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.